Daily Double Dungeon Radio Show Double Dungeon Radio Show It's a Daily Double Dungeon for Tuesday Why does it say I need to sign in? I cannot do this if I need to sign in It's Tuesday, it's, it's June 30th This is a mess 2020 all right, quick. It's a daily double episode. We're pausing. Back. I got the Wi-Fi up again. Woo. Uh, so it's Tuesday, June 30th. Yeah. And Adi? What's up? I have our phrase of the day. <gasps> the phrase of the day. Lion, lying dog faced, and he was he was about to say lion dog faced pony soldier again. Joe Biden, he was at an interview today, being uh, that I only saw on Fox News outlets, of course. Okay, where he was being asked questions, and then the final question, the um, the way Fox tried to portray it was Joe Biden is asked if he's mentally competent to stand for presidency. <laughs> yeah. And he replies with, you're a lion dog-faced pony. But if you watch the video, he said that before. He called a reporter, or, or no, somebody asked him a question. He said, oh, you're a lion dog-faced pony soldier, which is like from an That's old movie. not very and it's a presidential. Goofy, yeah, but it's it's a goofy, and he said it then like as a ah, kind of thing. Okay. This time, somebody asks him, they're, they're starting to do, say the question, and he says, jokingly, smiling, you're yeah. a lion dog-faced like joking about how uh-huh. badly that went over last time. Oh. And so they the Fox is trying to portray it as that he's calling people that again and that he's angry when they're asking about his mental faculties. So Man. Well I bet they're convincing a we lot gotta, of people. We gotta we gotta mark this one on the Joe on the side of Joe for once, even though I don't oh. don't particularly care for him. So All right. That's fair. Yeah. We're a real unbiased radio show real here. Real unbiased right, right here. Yeah. Wow. Adi. Yeah. We're still all going to die. We have to start with the grocery store update. Oh, yes. The grocery stores are regular. So, like, nothing was up? Which, was which, which one did you go to? C-Town? To I've been to Key Food, Met Food, C-Town. I go to all the grocery stores now that oh. there's no, like, stay home, stay out of the grocery store order. So, but there's nothing exciting, like some, like, yes, there's walk the, out of the staff or no, no meat or meat that's no special meat. on it that, that isn't no, special. That's, well, you're jumping ahead here. I am? Yeah, <gasps> what I was going to say is the yes. meat, meat is still extremely expensive and it's running easily double, if not a little bit more over what it usually is. Um, I can't tell if that means it's special or if it means it's especially not special. Well, but it's like random things will go on sale. Like chicken breast is $1.99 a pound now, which is even cheaper than it usually is here in New York. Chicken breast is actually expensive. Chicken, other pieces of chicken are cheaper. Chikorina is cheaper. Chikorina is cheaper. Um, <laughs> so it's like, I, I'm just not sure exactly how they're pricing things. And ground beef is actually starting to come back down. I saw it at Seatown. Uh, I went to Seatown, not Key Food today. Seatown over by Andrea's house. Yeah. Uh, ground beef was four to four dollars a pound, which is like regular, not fantastic here. You can get it for three sometimes if you're lucky, but four dollars. Oh. Um, I'm picturing like Job from Arrested Development coming up with a meat pricing. 
it's definitely there's just no rhyme or reason like they constantly have stocked like uh various steak cuts like t-bone steak porterhouse steak all these kind of expensive steaks and they're twice as expensive as they usually are so i don't understand who's buying these 29 dollar a pound steak there's nobody buying these steaks stop stocking it so uh, it just doesn't make any so sense. So that's your demand. As that's a my demand. Con- a constituent. As a consumer. <laughs> as a consumer. <laughs> the market has spoken. Wow. Wait, I forgot part of it. Oh. Bustello is yes. still not on sale. I have when not seen it happen? on sale. I've been checking all three grocery stores because I, we are completely out of Bustello. We went from having 10 packs and you thought I was nuts to having zero packs, and I've had to buy two at full regular price, like a chump. Yeah, that is like a chump. Let's that walk like into Queens. Chump. Yeah, so let's check their supermarkets. We need out. we need some cheap. Watch Bustello. out, Sunnyside. Bustolo, you never came through with that. We did we did a whole sponsorship thing for them, and they never wrote us. Oh. We also didn't let them know that we did it. Yeah, but. we didn't inform. <laughs> <laughs> <That's a laughs> phase two. Phase two. Phase We're in phase two. two. Phase two. Phase two started last Monday. Yeah, um, and. Bars have been, they were kind of slow to get their outdoor seating open, but they all had it up in time for the weekend. So while I was walking around, I saw a lot of uh, places actually having, I saw the same guy building like three different decks for restaurants on Franklin. Anyway, so here's what happens. In New York, phase two means that the bars can sell for on-premise consumption, except it's not on-premises. You get what if, how, they, Wait, what? they say how many how many parking spaces do these restaurants get? I don't I don't remember. So they're supposed to get like one or two, I think. Yeah. They're so what they do is they take over that whole area and they are building platformed decks, kind of some mm-hmm. of them. Other ones are marking it off with planters. Um, your work, they are using. Giant ladders and, and empty garbage kegs. and that's supposed to change this weekend. I hope. Um, if only because I don't want to carry that stuff in and out. So the, the bars Oof. and restaurants are able to take over two parking spaces to have as outdoor seating. Um, I have seen some places taking over as many as four. Those tend to be places on the corners that are taking over way yeah. too many spaces. But um, I'm into it. And they the guidelines are that you have to wear a mask up until you're seated. And what else? Yeah, uh, while you're ordering, you absolutely should be wearing your mask. And then open air dining, yeah, yeah. necessary. Um, it seems like a lot of people are just. I I keep seeing big groups of people like all sitting around a table, which is I don't personally care, but I know that's going to be used as the excuse to yeah, keep things locked down. And the tables for many places really just aren't the what is it six feet apart? Oh, they're definitely it's not. To be, yeah. No, I look around and. You know, someone might be saying like, yeah, look, they're six feet apart. And I'm like, they're, what? This is, we did go, this is like two feet. We met our friend Danny <laughs> at Goldie's, which has a backyard. Yeah. Some bars that have backyards. Have you seen a restaurant with a backyard that's open? I haven't. No. Wait, no, I have. I have. have? Um, Anella, their backyard is open. There was, oh. they were doing brunch on Sunday. Oh, cool. Um, and it was very busy, which is again, not a good look for uh, going forward. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on one last thing. What was like, it? Only oh, notice bars. Closing times mm-hmm. seem to be like 
I don't know. When are we going to close? Kind of yeah. up in the air. It's supposed to, it started out at 8 p.m., I feel like. And then slowly people were like, okay, we're doing 9 tonight. Uh, let's just do 10. Why not? I'm not sure if there is an official time. That's what I'm saying. It's you like, who's, who's in charge of this? I don't know. You know what? This whole thing is just like, who knows? It's, yeah. Who knows what the city's up to? Which After is, seating's 11 p.m. Which is part of why I think people are getting away with taking up like four parking spaces is that there's so so much in like lack of communication between the city and the restaurant owners. Absolutely. So, yeah, terrible. <laughs> um, so we're doing a quick report. I will do some in-depth coverage on the following show okay. because it fits in very neatly with some of the topics we cover on the other show. Nice. But last night we went and saw the uh, Macy's fireworks first installment first installment you're gonna rush out after this and go see the second installment probably allegedly. not but you know um so we we maybe. fortunately just walked up to the tip of Greenpoint, and it was in queens they were lighting them off on the river between hunts point and hunter's long point. island city hunter's point uh, yeah and long island city and uh Not so we saw east river it first of all they're doing it like they're only telling you where the barges are going to be like an hour ahead Two of time. Two hours before. To try and cut down on crowds, is that the reason? Yeah, they don't want they don't want crowds there. That's exactly it. So we w- we found out where it was going to be. We walked up there and there were it wasn't even that. I mean, it was there were people there, but it wasn't even that busy at all. Well, they um, kept seeing LAC, Roosevelt Island, Min- Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like they said, like Greenpoint definitely didn't say you'd be able to view it. If yeah. you use your head, yeah. you could figure that out. So but, we're standing, you know. there's a nice like waterfront park there. So we were watching. Um, they were doing something that I thought was annoying, which is they announced that they are going to extend out the fireworks over the course of like four or five days or something. Yeah. And what they're doing is... That, that's the way they phrased it, is that we're trying to, you know, spread it out so that people can spread. Here's the the thing that I noticed, is that the, what they're really doing is they're recording the fireworks for broadcast on the Saturday. 4th of July. Yeah. And it affected even watching them in person. Because mm-hmm. what was happening was, usually out over the river, there's a really strong wind current that when they do the 4th of July fireworks, it actually sucks the smoke away pretty fast. Um, and sends it one way or the other, up or down uh, the the river. But yesterday, the air was pretty still. So what they were doing is they have two firework boats, and they would launch off like 25 seconds worth of fireworks, and then they would stop for a minute, minute and a half, two minutes, something like that, until the smoke cleared past the second boat, finally. And then they would light off some more, and then they would wait for the smoke to go past the thing. And then they did the finale. And the finale, did you notice the finale was like super intense, but only like 10 seconds long? Yeah, if that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the the entire point was that they were filming. It, it was all for filming, which is, I think, kind of right. dumb. Why don't you can, if you mix in some footage from another year, nobody's going to care. So. They want it to be genuine, I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the way that, so because it was like stop and start. It was awkward. It was an awkward fireworks show. Yeah. But number you two, be sure when it yeah, was nobody really over. nobody knew when it was going to end. And so I said, you know what, Adi, I know how it's, I know how we know it's going to end. Yeah, there's a helicopter filming that. There was a helicopter parked actually kind of right over where we were, um, and it was filming it. And I said, those things are really expensive to run. I know for a fact. 
So as soon as this firework the show's over for the night, that thing's going to take off and go find its parking yeah, spot. It was really good insight. And that's what happened. Exactly. That's After exactly the third what thing, everybody <laughs> was still standing around. Is there going to be more? Is there going to be more? And we were like, out of there. Um, yeah. We have some other observations like, from this spot. this viewing that I will gladly <laughs> talk about uh, next show because they were particularly hilarious. Yeah, they're pretty funny. Anyway, so that's that's our firework report from last night. Um, I wanted to talk about mask usage here in Brooklyn. Okay. I have noticed that, in general, people who are younger tend to either be wearing them fastidiously. Is that the right term? I think so. Like, over the top. Um, what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. yeah guidelines. Like they'll, be, they'll be walking yeah. down the street and nobody else is around and they're wearing the mask. Yeah. Or they're completely oblivious. And yeah. they'll have the mask like dangling from one ear while they're trying to order a beer at the takeout window which we saw last night um the other hand from that or the alternative to that is that the older polish people that live in our neighborhood very few of them are wearing the masks at all and all of the workers like the the polish construction guys Mm -hmm. they all have masks but i have yet to see any of them wearing Mm -hmm. them like they have the mask over their they're, pre- they're prepared to wear them yeah they they are prepared to not be hassled but yeah none of them wear the mask so Whatever. I mean, that's their prerogative. I just thought it was an interesting observation. Yeah, especially compared with, you know, earlier in the spring. Well, we did how have many to take. Were seeing... When did we go to the dentist? What day was that last week? Tuesday. So did we talk? We talked about it last week. Going to the dentist. I was gonna just say that the. Yeah, we talked about your taxi the train. ride. Yeah, yeah, that and that train was like. Oh yeah. The train ride out there is every single time. It's like packed and nobody's wearing masks and it's just bad. I don't know. But those are, I believe that's where essential workers would be, is out in Queens. That's the kind of people who have those jobs, so. But, no, you know, like, uh, the Mexican guys that work in kitchens, oh, yeah. which are considered essential, yeah. they all live we'll out in Queens. From, yeah, yeah, exactly. Cleaning, a lot of cleaning people, a lot of, like, the people that the economy actually needs to survive yeah. live out in Queens, because that's all they can afford. So, that's what I meant. Uh, the parks have been pretty full recently, uh, especially on the weekends. And yeah, I know for a really fact, full. I know for a fact, De Blasio and Cuomo have their their camera men out there taking uh, the exact kind of shot that they can use next week to not <laughs> open the bars again. Yeah, um, and say that people aren't social distancing, and then, and then not support the industry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In any meaningful meaningful That's, way quickly looping back on that what i meant about them not providing the information people need is exactly that's the kind of thing that if you actually want bars to be ready to get right back to business they need that information and they need specifics rather than just kind of playing it by ear to have staff to order yeah um to tell to to market themselves ahead of time to customers because they know when they'll be open and what they can provide exactly uh oh back to the park so there was a group of like 15 to 20 teenagers hanging out in McCarran Park last weekend and they were all hanging out really close together like just in a big huddle and they were all vaping or juuling I think probably juuling right because they, they were all on trend so they were probably the they were probably vaping is like you know the big box thing like Ellie has oh yeah no, they were, not they were juuling and they were all drinking uh, Bud Light seltzer uh, I saw <laughs> one with a can of berry so mixed berry having a good time yeah, a bunch of <laughs> teenagers enjoying 
Bud Light Seltzer. It's <laughs> disgusting. Um, anyway, I, I really, again, I'm going to reiterate this, that I, so phase three opening is supposed to happen on Monday. I do yeah. not think that is going to be possible. Um, and actually, I'm going to talk about another reason why I don't think it's possible now. So today, Anthony Fauci was testifying in front of Congress. He said that he sees a kind of a scary pandemic on the on the rise around the nation, especially in states that did not take the precautions seriously, which are Texas and Florida. And I believe that his testimony timing is definitely going to give Cuomo and de Blasio reason to not allow indoor seating come Monday. Yeah. Um, I, other than that, I don't know as far as the stuff he was saying. I, I looked through, I looked for as much testimony coverage as I could, but it just sounded like the general down on the precautions that we've taken. Um, and it made me sad because again, I know that we're not going to be able to reopen on Monday as much as I want to. See what happens. We'll see. You want to bet? Not really. $2. <laughs> Shake. Oh, no. I'm shaking. <laughs> um, New York is planning on enforcing a 14-day quarantine uh, for travelers coming in from heavily infected areas, which I think is interesting. I don't know how they've planned to enforce that quarantine. Doubt there's a plan. Um, they probably are just saying it and then not going to follow up, like yeah. they've done on a lot of stuff. Um, LA is also... Uh, planning on doing similar tactics and they are in fact getting ready to lock down some of the industries that have reopened and in another move they've announced that they are going to be closing the beaches on the 4th of july to prevent crowding oh wow yeah which stinks so i don't know it's it's (laughs) (laughs) i was talking the other day that part of my problem is that they keep putting what are they, sorry, are they also closing the beaches on whatever the holiday is? Like, like my company's using Friday the 3rd as the sure. day. I like, didn't get the actual specific okay, dates, i then if they're, if they're not doing the holiday for everyone, then you're going to get a lot of crowding. I'm sure they thought it over, except uh, they probably didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, All right, anyway. So what I was saying is that the... A lot of the problems that I'm seeing is that they are not enabling people to, with the reopening of the economy, they are leaving them in limbo with the information they need to reopen, like we talked about. They're just not setting people up to be able to succeed in reopening the business in a safe manner. Um, And they're not providing, what they should be doing is providing, essentially just have the government step in and pay business rent until such time it's capable of reopening the economy or at least give them like six months to figure out that the the business is not going to work out. Um, And so instead what you have is people who need to make money to pay rent or need to make money for their own livelihood because the government refuses to step in and help pushing the limits and getting people infected and causing the spread. And so they're shaming them rather than the actual core of the problem which is their refusal to actually take this seriously and do mm-hmm. anything financially about it so very sad it reminds me it's, of yeah it's a huge bummer reminds me of global warming in that 
the vast majority of pollution is caused by corporations and yet they f- turn around and flip it and make the the in the media the pr- the problem is portrayed as a consumer yeah so it's don't, the same as this. don't use that plastic straw yeah it's uh, the business owners that need to pay their bills i mean i can only be so mad at them now the the other ones that we saw today the bar lives matter people in texas those people oh, yeah are, those are jerks yeah. those are just straight jerks anyway all right um oh i have one more thing <laughs> the mta announced that they are rolling out personal protective equipment vending machines yeah. to some stations a 10 pack of masks will cost you 13 dollars. why These do you buy little... 10 if you're getting at the subway station because it comes in a 10 pack uh you can also buy a cloth a single use or a reusable cloth mask I believe was $12. What? Hand sanitizer was $10. I think the whole thing sounds extremely pricey. It is. But he, that's yeah. not even the most... It's a subway. That's not even the most insidious part of this. I guarantee after the pandemic is over, those vending machines will remain in place. Private companies in public space, like yeah. I'm always railing against. Uh, and it's it's not like it's adding anything to the commute. And it's not going to lessen the the cost of riding the train in any way yeah it's just more money for mta coffers as soon as the pandemic hits i'm just trying to figure out what they're going to put in those mta vending machines what cheetos i mean they don't have to think about that anytime soon do they well it's it's coming i'm telling you buddy yeah let's talk about politics I had some on-the-ball insight given to me by Izzy. She says that she reads a um, very reputable... I'm rolling my eyes. It's not actually... I don't know what this website (laughs) is. A very reputable website that says that basically everybody in Hollywood is gay. All the leading men are gay. Uh, But they also claim... Super reputable. They also claim that Joe Biden has picked his next vice president, and it will be Hillary Clinton. She's coming out of you. So it's been picked for him. It's been picked for him. And she's accepting the position of vice president on the condition that Joe Biden steps down after two years. This is this is not real. If just so this you know, is not real. I believe if uh, the vice president steps up after two years, uh, they are allowed two more terms after that. Really? Yeah. I believe she would be president for 10 years. So. <laughs> like, maybe it is true. <laughs> I mean, assuming she wins re-election both times, but she could be president for up to 10 years. So maybe it is true. We were talking about it uh, last <laughs> night. So I made that bet with my coworker. If Hillary Clinton uh, runs for president in this election cycle, I win $20. If she doesn't, he wins $20. But I was saying, if, I mean... I think that's kind of a wash if if she runs for vice president and then steps down after two years, mm-hmm. or he steps down. I mean, yeah. I think that I think that's kind of a wash. I don't know. I, I, I'm fine giving him the twenty dollars. I just, yeah. Anyway, not a great news story. Oh wait, I have wait, all these other. Wait. Why am I just using this one transition? Oh, go wait, ahead. Yeah. No, no, I just didn't know what was happening. I, I have this one too. I just <laughs> been using the same transition. I'm sorry. Um. So Trump. <laughs> Trump was tweeting, retweeting a video, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, of a bunch of old people at the villages in Florida, which is yeah. like some kind of retirement community. Um, and he retweeted and then 14 hours unretweeted a video 
of it's Trump supporters in a, in these little like zippy electric cars, like golf carts, but one of them's like a mini fire truck and they're yelling slogans at each other. And then the, the, there's another side that's saying, you know, Trump is bad and you guys are bad okay. and, and they're just yelling. There's a lot of yelling. And so he had retweeted that for 14 hours. Um, at the very beginning of the video, there's a guy that's yelling Trump, Trump, and the camera's right on him. Yeah. Trump, Trump. And then as he's passing by, they're like, oh, yeah, get out of here. And then he starts yelling, white power, white power. And so people Charming. were like, why is why is Trump retweeting this guy yelling yeah. white power? Um, his representatives came out and said that uh, he likely didn't watch the entire video before retweeting. It's in the first eight seconds. Yeah. I don't know how, how you could miss it. There was also, did you see, did you read like the whole story of like, oh, all these staffers were all trying to get in touch with him because he retweeted it and they couldn't reach him and they had to try and everybody trying to. The president was, nobody knew where the president was? As if he doesn't have someone on social media who could very, if it was really an error to just take it off for him. Wait, I'm just more concerned. The president, nobody knew where the president was for 14 hours. Well, <laughs> no, the whole thing's like, well, I don't remember what, exactly what the language was, but it was it was pretty much implying like, oh, like we wanted to do something about the tweet still being up, but we couldn't, you know, and we were all frantic. And I'm like, that doesn't, that makes zero sense. That doesn't make sense. Was he missing? I'm not saying that. I bet, he was, I bet if you checked. I'm not uh, saying that at all. I bet he was at KFC right? in, limo, <laughs> in the parking lot eating KFC. That's what I would do if I was a president. Actually, no, I'd be at Popeye's. Um, Adi, yeah. I have another story. Daily Double. Mississippi voted to get rid of the Confederate flag that is part of their state flag. They will be replacing it with something else. Hopefully not okay. racist. So, um, good luck. I think this is a good move. Um, but as time goes by and more and more Confederate flag uses are eliminated because it um, is viewed as extremely racist. Uh, it makes me feel more and more awkward about having uh, painted my car to look like the General Lee from Dukes of Hazard. Okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> Adi. Yeah. Let's do the last segment. I had like an exact copy of the General Lee. I think I might still drive it. I don't even know what you're talking. I've never it's seen a, that. It's a from the Dukes of Hazard. It's a bright orange yeah. car, and the roof is the Confederate flag. Oh. I, you know, I I almost feel like I would if people said I'm flying the Confederate flag because it's an important part of my history, having watched Dukes of Hazard as a that's kid. Still not. It's yes. not right, but I would at least understand. Uh, Whereas yeah, the other one, I yeah, definitely don't so understand. Not right. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, we have some phone calls. Let's uh, oh. let's talk about something that's not going to get me in trouble. Yeah. Uh, we have some phone calls. Uh, first, we have a phone call that I believe you are best equipped to answer. Oh. Uh, from Andrea. Hi, Double Dungeon. This is Andrea. Um, so I have a question, or I want your opinion on something. Now that we're like far away from whatever primary thing that was happening, who, in your opinion, was most successful at signing it? 
Why did Bill de Blasio run for president? Was he signing it? What happened to all those people that Bloomberg hired? I mean, did he sign it somehow? Does he need to sign it? He probably signed it. Um, I sent you a story about Beto's pack. I don't know. Um, maybe they were all signing it. Anyway, that's it. Bye. What? You have to understand, Andrea uses the term steining it to infer that someone was running specifically just to raise a whole bunch of money and then set that aside for themselves. Oh. Like Jill Stein, as she claims. Yeah. Um, so do you think Dil Bill de Blasio was just running to ra do a fundraiser for I, future campaigning? I mean, even if that was the point, he didn't do a very good job of that, I think, even. so. Um, I would say... It will remain unknown. In my opinion... I think that uh, Cory Booker and the Cuban guy. Raise his, raise his profile even Who's more. Who's the other guy? Marco Rubio? Yeah, Marco. No, not Marco Rubio. Cuban guy. Not, was he Cuban? What was he? The Hispanic guy. Mm. The other one with the weird Raul face? Raul Castro. Julian. No, Julian Castro. Raul, his brother's Raul. 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 Oh. <laughs> Julian Castro and Cory Booker, I think, were the two that were doing the most fundraising mm -hmm. for future campaigns. I think that yeah, most of the other people really felt like they had a shot, but I really think, think so? they were. Which ones were in it just to try and help take Bernie out? Um, I think that was Elizabeth Warren. I think, no, I think it started out that she thought she was actually had a shot. And then as time went by, she realized she was just there to break up the vote and was happy to play that part, thinking that she might become huh. the vice president. So. I mean, she still could. We don't know what backroom deals were made. I mean, once Hillary gets involved. <laughs> and her <laughs> possible 10-year forget, term. Forget, it, forget, any, forget about any deals you day, thought you made. Day two, he's going to step step down and she's going to have 12 <laughs> full years. 12 full years. 12 full years. That's craziness. Um, we received a call from Julieta, and I will play it now. Hello, Global Dungeon. It's Juli. I want to bleach Karina. <laughs> she wants to bleach, and then somebody probably tackled her or something. So oh. she called back. Oh. Hello, Double Dungeon. It's Huli. I want to make an imprint or like a design on Paula's plain T-shirt with bleach. Do you have any tips for that, or any advice on how to do it? Thank you. Bye. I do, in fact, know how to do that, and I have done that to a lot of t-shirts. So first of all, you need to start with a cotton t-shirt. Do not use a polyester t-shirt. So get a cotton t-shirt, and you want it to be colored. It has to be any color. It just can't be white, uh, because then you're just cleaning the shirt. You're not actually making a design on it. Um, so then what I do is I go to the... If you go to the dollar store or any, like, home goods store, they'll sell rolls of tack paper. And tack paper is like a giant sticker, basically. And so what you're going to do is you're going to get your tack paper, and you're going to draw your pattern on it, and then you're going to use scissors to cut it out, cut out your pattern. What I do is I do the negative, which means that... Uh, I'm trying to think how to explain it. When I spray bleach on, I'm spraying... For example, I do a lot of lettering. So I cut out the letter, and then when you tack it to the shirt and spray it on, only the letter gets bleached. But it's much simpler if you want to cut out the shape with the tack paper and then just stick it directly on there and you spray bleach around it and it bleaches everything but the letter. 
So that's the easier way. The other way is a little bit harder, and it also has a lot more chance of getting messed up. So then what you do, you cut out your design, you stick it to your shirt however you want it stuck. You could even make, even make it abstract, whatever. Um, get a bottle, a spray bottle, and you put bleach and water in the spray bottle. I would put in maybe 5 to 1 ratio of bleach to water. Um, actually, maybe 3 to 1. Do something like between 5 and 3. You're going to have to test it. And then you take your shirt and you lay it flat and you spray a light mist across the whole shirt and then spray it again. And you want to get the fabric just barely wet. You don't want to soak it because when you soak it, the bleach runs underneath your stickers and stuff. Um, so bleach it, let it sit for a few minutes. You'll see the color starts to change and then uh, you immediately want to take it and run it under cold water to stop and rinse out all the bleach. Um, so you do that, rinse it completely, and then you, you can pull off the stickers and it'll be good. You'll have bleached your shirt. Um, I think it's a fun activity. So I have actually some shirts that I want to bleach now. The end. Adi? Yeah. Are you drawing on the book? Yes. Okay, let's go to the next part. So, I wanted to recap that we took Mookie to the vet. Oh, I yeah. spoke about it previously that she needed to go to the vet because she was li- she licked all the hair off of her stomach, and she had a little weird naked stomach where I could see her nipple, which was weird, um, and it was pink. Her, not her nipple, her whole stomach was pink. Um, and so we took her to the vet, and uh, it was a whole ordeal because of coronavirus. So first of all, we had to get Mookie packed up into the bag. I had to trick her into getting into the bag. Well, first of all, no, even before that, <laughs> we tried drugging her with her gabapentin, which is a, a cat, I was going to say cat laxative. I'm very <laughs> glad, glad it was not, not that. Yeah. <laughs> a cat sedative. Um, and it makes her pretty calm and she kind of just looks sleepy. Um, but she's also, a, you know, if you make sudden movements or anything, she's wide awake. Yeah. But she just calms down a bit. So I gave her some gabapentin and then we had to like trick her into getting into the bag. I gave her more gabapentin than usual. Which is still not even as much as it they wasn't recommend. As much, yeah. yeah. Um, so I tried to get her in the bag, and she caught on that I was trying to get her in the bag, even though she's of her own free will loves to sleep in this travel travel bag. Um, and she ran and hid underneath the bed, and then <laughs> at the last minute, yeah. And so I really time. had to like get in there and snag her and pull her out, and then stuff her in the thing. And then uh, we went outside, and she was like meowing and being crazy get in the cab, go all the way over to the, the clinic, the vet. And so we're waiting out front because you can't go inside. And there are people walking their dogs by, like letting their dogs come right up to the very obvious cat container. <laughs> Contain- covered. Covered with a towel so that she doesn't get too freaked Completely out. Completely covered. You can't see the So animal. they let the dogs walk right up and they're like sniffing. And I'm like, what, are your, what is what are your you problem? Yeah. yeah. How do you know? Maybe she's here for rabies. You don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, finally... Step off. Finally, there was a very cute little puppy. There was. Um, Finally, the guy comes out. We go over everything we want for her. Um, She needed a whole lot of stuff, um, including a butt trim, because all the hair was bad. Messy. And uh, some other things that they had to check up on. They trimmed her nails. Um, So we dropped her off. Uh, What, 30 minutes later, we got a phone call that was the vet saying... Um, unfortunately, uh, your cat is extremely aggressive. Yeah. 
and we definitely need to sedate. She won't even let me. For her safety and ours. That's what she said. For her safety and ours, we need to sedate her. (laughs) Um, For the staff's safety. Yeah, which, again, I I knew they were going to have to sedate her. Yeah. Um, so they sedated her and then we, you went and picked her up cause I was so nervous Yeah, and, uh, she was like a little sad sack of potatoes, a little floppy cat. She just like flopped right on the floor yeah. and then she, when she would stand up, she was like swaying back and forth oh, yeah, like she, she was, was drunk or something. And then I would call her name and she would kind of turn her head in my direction, but she couldn't pick her eyes up past the horizon line. Oh man. It was really yeah. depressing. Um, and so then I fed her some food and then after that she perked up a little bit and now she's back to normal except not floppy anymore. She's not, she's completely normal except that she refuses to like, she really didn't want to go outside today. She really doesn't want to come if I call her like for treats or anything. Yeah. The only reason she comes now is for food. So she's, she's onto us. She knows so, that. Yeah. We tricked she's her. suspicious now. Yeah. She's suspicious. All right. Oh man, this is a long episode. Okay. Wait. I'm going to, I'm going to oh. cut out some, uh. You don't have to. I, I want to. Whatever. I have to deal with it. You're contagious. Um, what are we talking about? I'm going to skip this. Cause we Why? can talk about this on the next show. Man. Let's just talk about the food. Let's go to the food. That sounds good. You don't want to talk about the, the Patriots. I um, <laughs> So for food, this week I we were supposed to meet up with some friends. And you unfortunately had work that went super late. Um, but for our meeting up with friends, we were meeting up in a public open air park so as not to transmit coronavirus because we are very good citizens. Um, so I made a sandwich that I could bring and it was a shooter style sandwich, which is like a muffalata kind of, it's like a pressed cold sandwich. And so what I did is we had had steak the night before and we had quite a bit left. So I took the steak and I sliced it super thin and I bought a jar of roasted pepper spread. So I spread that on the bottom, which is basically roasted pepper and a little bit of oil blended. So I spread that on the bottom, actually mayonnaise first, and then the, the thing, because you don't want the water to seep into the bread too much, uh, roasted pepper. And then I put a layer of steak and then I made a mixture of mushrooms, onion, garlic, and parsley. That you have to cook all of the moisture out, and then you smush that all in there, and then another layer of steak, and I put a layer of bacon and one of Parmesan cheese, and then another layer of the pepper spread. Close off your round loaf that you hollowed out. I forgot to mention that part. You have to get a sourdough or whatever, hollow it all out, and then make it so it's a big sandwich. Put it all back together, wrapped it up in plastic wrap, and put it in the fridge underneath a cast iron skillet. And then you let it set ideally like 24 hours, but I only let it set like four hours. Um, And then you can slice it like a cake almost. And it comes out in these perfect little slices and you can see all the layers. And it was really good. It was so good. It came out really good. Yeah. Next time I do it, I'm going to leave out the the cheese and the bacon though, because it was a little rich. But it was good overall. It was great. I thought it came out really good. Um, if you saw how much bacon and cheese and stuff were in it, you would say, we definitely don't need the bacon and right. cheese. Of course you need it. It was a lot. Uh, it was very it. good. I highly All recommend it. it. Look it up. If you want to learn how to make it, there's the video on food wishes, shooter sandwich, and then just kind of improvise. Use your own things. But the important thing, again, is that you have to make sure and put oil like an oil base, like mayonnaise, all the way around the inside of the bread. Otherwise, it gets really soggy. So that's it. All right, Adi. I think we should uh, let's get out of here. Oh, Okay.